The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast, and thanks for tuning in to this new episode taking place on Halloween. Technically, it is the Saturday before Halloween. Halloween is tomorrow, but on the off chance, or statistically speaking, on the slightly larger than off chance, I'm hungover tomorrow. I didn't want to be reliant on having to record Sunday. So here I am before the studio gets chaotic, studio meaning my apartment. This is the calm before the storm. We have about an hour and a half before things start getting loud here. One of my best friends is flying from California. She's gonna come stay with me. Then we're doing a little girls night tonight. I did not go out last night. I will tell you what I did yesterday instead. Oh, I cannot believe. Thursday night, I went out. My friend and I went to this incredible restaurant in Bedside called Hearts. They have amazing food. And I knew that I was gonna get dinner and I was in the mood to take cars that night, so I did not bring a jacket with me. Said, no, I don't need this. I don't wanna carry it. I don't wanna wear it because I will either be inside somewhere or in a car or in the subway. I don't need a jacket. It's a very quick walk. I walk there. It's immediate seating for outdoor seating. It's an hour plus for inside seating. So I say outside is fine. Outside was doable. I thought, this is not physical, this is mental. Okay, think Wim Hof. You're fine in the cold. It's good for you. And then it got a little chilly, so I ordered a paper plane, which is a bourbon cocktail. And then I just couldn't even be bothered with another cocktail, so I ordered just bourbon on the rocks, praying that it would warm me up. Eating incredible food. We got prawns. That was the first thing to arrive. It was my first time trying them. Took a bite. Could not lie with my disappointment that the prawns were cold, not heated. So I was eating cold food, 
in the cold, drinking an iced cold drink. It was not smart. It was not smart. I've never been so happy to have clam toast before. The warm bread and the warm butter, it was a saving grace. And funny enough, this is just some New York neighborhood serendipity, but simultaneously just very common when everyone lives in the same neighborhood. My friend and I are sitting at dinner. I noticed her friend walking behind us and she's coming off of a hinge date. And so I'm like, hi, this is giving her what I didn't know at the time was a great escape to dodge the awkward, I don't really have an interest in you, but here's a kiss anyway, because I feel bad, goodbye. So she comes and sits with us and we just finish off our dinner together. She joins us and then decides she's gonna come out with us for the night, which was so fun and such a nice surprise. But before we had even paid the check, another one of our friends and her boyfriend come walking past and it was just so fun to see everyone. And it definitely distracted me momentarily from the cold. Anyway, we get to a party, we had fun, we danced, we went out after that, kept dancing. I was a clown. You're probably going to be listening after you're done going out, but on the off chance some of you are going out Sunday and you don't have a final costume, the cheapest costume you can do is makeup. I had an entire costume out of a single red lip liner. I jazzed it up with some red eyeshadow that I had, but you could do the entire look with a single stick of red eyeliner. I mean, lip liner. Did I, have I been saying eyeliner? I really meant lip. I don't even know they sell red eyeliner. Like maybe Urban Decay would. I digress. Line your lips, fill them in, take a line, and you do a little swirl, drawing up to your eye. You do another little line above your eyebrow, and then do a cat eye. Boom. You're Pennywise. You're a clown. It cost me nothing. And <sighs> that's a little pro tip. Now, the next day was Friday. That was yesterday. I knew that I was going to take it easy on Friday. I did not really want to drink Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I've done an unintentional sober October. I was in such a grumpy mood in the last week's episode because I just hadn't been socializing and I didn't realize how detrimental that could be to my mood. I need alone time, but I also need social time and I wasn't receiving one of those and it was making an impact. So this week I made a priority to make plans with people. To all my girlies and everyone's a girly, <laughs> to all my girlies out there who are never the ones making the plans, if you're like me and you notice that you need it, teach yourself to make the plans. It's a great skill to have. It's a really great skill to have. So I made those plans throughout the week and I'm feeling much better today. So I didn't want to drink all those nights in a row. Hadn't been drinking. Already was a little headachey, a little exhausted because honestly, I can't even use the expression, oh, I'm a grandma, I go to bed at 10 p.m. My grandma goes to bed at 2 a.m. So let's not stereotype but I go to bed I'm in bed by 10 p.m. I'm asleep by midnight I normally will just daydream and read but staying out till like 2 3 in the morning I hadn't done that in weeks I was out of commission so Friday I'm building up slash stalling because this is not how I expected Friday to go whatsoever because two grown-ass adults ended up going to Nickelodeon World. We went to the American Dream Mall in New Jersey. My friend and I got in the car and we drove. Our plan was to go to Six Flags. And as we were almost out of Brooklyn, I said to him, is it supposed to rain because those <laughs> the clouds ahead looked a little dark and stormy? It was already raining 
where Six Flags was. It was already a torrential downpour and it was going to only get worse. So we're about to leave Brooklyn. Like we're, we're on the edge of Brooklyn, about to go into a bridge. So it's game time. You know, where are we gonna go? We found that there's a mall in New Jersey that has a Nickelodeon amusement park and there are roller coasters and thrill rides and it is, I don't know how long it's been open, but it's incredibly clean. And I'd say it's fun. They have some fun for adults as well as obvious fun for children. We make a game time decision to go. We go, we drive, we arrive. We're pleasantly surprised by how well kept and new and clean everything is. We get on some rides. We start off on a very middle of the road roller coaster. It was so much fun. Had us giggling. We were smiling from ear to ear. We were glad to be there. We go on another one. We get off, we're like, mm, that made me a little dizzy, but that was fun. We decide to go on the biggest one they have there. Oh, I'd scared the shit out of me. I was like, oh, there's this one part of the roller coaster where you're slowly moving up in a complete straight line. Like you were just vertically 90 degree angle moving up. And then right as you're about to go down, they hold you there. So my friend and I, we we're in the first seat in the first row so I'm looking down and they also have other roller coasters that optical illusion it looks like you're gonna hit your head when you go down on the other rides <sighs> yeah that was nuts so anyway I was getting you know it was very thrilling for me and then we get off <laughs> my friend's like I'm gonna throw up holy shit I was like yeah I feel a little nauseous too and he's like no I really feel like I'm gonna throw up we sit down like, let's just cool off. We can sit, take a few deep breaths. We're sitting there for a few minutes. He's like, no, I, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to puke. So <laughs> that's when it all started going downhill. He starts puking. I'm like, I'm fine. I can still chill. So I start going on a couple rides by myself because it's not that large. It's larger than we expected. We expected there to be two rides and we were just going to be going back and forth the entire time. But there was plenty of, of things to do to entertain myself. And you know what? One pew turned into another, turned into another, and so on. How am I okay? Because if I look at my track record, I was the kid in school who threw up on every field trip. I was so incredibly motion sick. I've been motion sick since day one. I think that roller coasters don't do it to me because I'm not in an enclosed space. There's a lot of fresh air around me. Now this was an indoor amusement park. So, you know, I just mean in a car or a bus that you would take on a field trip, you're not getting wind blowing in your face. I always had to have my head rest against the cold window or if it was one of the older buses, like slide the window down and stick my head out. I can't even tell you how many times my school or my camp bus driver had to pull over so I could throw up on the side of the road. That is a not so fun fact about me. But roller coasters I've always been okay with, cars not so much. So we decide let's just head back into the mall, let's stroll around the candy store and uh, go into some other shops. I saw Fabletics and my favorite running capris of all time are Fabletics. They have pockets on the side. I find them to be perfect. I bought two t-shirts, some capris and some biker shorts. The t-shirts I got were $50 each, but then with the membership, I think I got them for eight or $9 each. 
But as soon as I left the store, I called Fabletics and I said I'd like to cancel my membership because I didn't want to get, I don't shop enough. I don't shop enough. I digress. When I see Fabletics though, I tell him to go to the car. I hand him my keys. He's going to see if there's any Advil or something that he can, you know, find. I meet him down there. We look at each other and agree it's time to go home. He apologizes. It's, it's fine. I don't really care. There was nothing else I really wanted to do there without him. So we leave and it was about a 45 minute drive there. I look at the time to get back, it's nearly doubled. It's actually, I think it may have more than doubled. It was over an hour and a half to get home, I believe. And we're in bumper to bumper traffic and I'm starting and I'm stopping and I'm starting and I'm stopping. And my friend is eyes closed with the seat back as far as it can be trying to just get through this ride. I, as a driver, start to get motion sick. It's fine. I'm going to be home soon enough. I can hold it together for an hour. It's okay. It gets worse. And I, I'm like, oh, I think I'm, I'm holding back vomit right now. I'm truly holding back vomit. And we get back to Manhattan. I'm biting my tongue. It's fine. It's fine. We're on the Manhattan Bridge. I'm like, it's not okay right now. We get off the bridge. And my friend's like, can you pull over? I look around. There's nowhere to pull over. I said, I can't. There's nowhere to go. But we're at a red light. If you want to run off, we'll figure it out. He's like, no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. He's literally throwing open his mouth. <laughs> and then I, I finally get back onto the closest main road to my house. I'm on Flatbush Ave. I am driving where to stand still and next thing you know i open the door and i am vomiting outside of the car we have nauseous man on on the right we have nauseous girl on the left it was comical how horrible it was i was praying to get to a side street just so i could pull over finally i see an open spot i tell him i i don't care i i just need to park here we need to get out of the car i get out of the car i walk half a block i throw up again in a tree <laughs> It was on, oh, it was, it, I was fine at the amusement park. It was the amusement park plus the traffic that got to me. I honestly did not know that you could get motion sick as a driver. I knew that it was possible when sitting shotgun, but as a driver, that's why I don't mind driving because I don't get car sick while I drive. Lesson learned, apparently you can. Uh, so, so I'm back home. <laughs> I am googling foods that settle stomach it says bread rice bananas applesauce i have some pita bread great toast that on up eat it i order some pasta for dinner eat it i remember that i have some goat cheese and jam that i've really been wanting to make so i'm like okay cool i'll put that on some wheat thins i'm having bread after bread just settling my stomach and it's not really helping and I sit back on the couch and I notice I'm starting to get a migraine. And it occurred to me that I have forgotten somehow that when my body is under stress, i.e. being motion sick and vomiting, uh, my body becomes way less tolerant for gluten. And I started to have a gluten attack on top of this all. So I had a migraine, pure exhaustion, and my stomach went into knots. I was praying to the heavens above that I could sleep it off. I tossed and turned for hours last night and finally got a few hours of good sleep and woke up and was finally okay. 
But that's how I spent yesterday. We just wanted to go to Fear Fest. We just wanted to see the Halloween attractions at Six Flags. I had no idea that I would be throwing up outside of the driver's seat door on Flatbush Ave. No clue. So this morning I woke up and and couldn't believe it was over because when you're in pain, it truly feels endless. Whatever pain that may be, when you have a migraine, it feels like you, you don't even remember what it's like to not have a migraine. When you're nauseous, you, you're just, you can't even picture a time when you're not nauseous. So when I woke up, I couldn't believe that I wasn't still sick. So I took it real easy, just drank a ton of water, a ton. And then, you know what? I felt so good that I took a bar class today. Bar class is something I thought I hated. I keep showing up. I've gone every Saturday for the last almost two months. And I'm getting pretty good at it. I did have a bit of an experience though today where I showed up early and I had a nice long stretch. The instructor introduced herself to me. And I was just telling John about this. When I first started going to bar, I was one of the worst, if not easily the worst in the room. And instructors would pay close attention to me just even get me in the right direction. You know, this girl clearly has no clue what she's doing. Like, let's just keep giving her adjustments in hopes that she's getting closer. And then as I kept going, I got less and less attention because I started to get better and I could do it on my own. I've gotten to the point where I'm so good that instructors are now coming up to me to give me more of a challenge and just really tightening my form and telling me to lift just so it is even more intense. And that's an incredible experience to go from getting so much attention because you're bad to getting more attention because you're so good. So her and I are vibing. And she said, while we were doing some abs, if you want to leave, now's the time um, because we're going a little bit over and we're going to do a nice long stretch. And I have things to do. I wanted to record this podcast. I have to pack. My friend is coming in town. I did a nice long stretch at the beginning. I don't ever leave early, but I figured this would be a good time. I'll just finish the abs and then leave right before the big long stretch. She's coming around, giving us all straps to help us stretch. And I say to her, oh, I'm gonna leave. And she looks at me and she says, okay, then go now. Total attitude change. I, I don't know if she was upset because I didn't leave when she said to leave. I just assumed that she meant leave after we're done with these moves and then I'll leave right before the stretch. I was like, okay, thanks for the class. She goes, uh-huh. <laughs> Completely disregards me. Girlie, I thought we were vibing. We weren't, I guess. Or there was something that changed. You did not like that I was leaving early. I will say, though, I have to give myself so much credit and really pat myself on the back. While we were doing abs today, I realized how much stronger I've gotten. And I've been having a lot of these moments where I'm realizing how much stronger I am in so many areas. My arms, my my lower body, my my core. And while doing abs today, I was really proud of myself. And I'm also examining for the first time in my fitness history, post sports, that I have no goal. I am not going to bar class so I can look really good for Halloween. I'm not going to bar class so I can fit into a smaller dress. I have no event or outfit that I am trying to look good for. I talked about this in the last episode, how important it is to have physical goals, strength goals, as opposed to appearance goals. It's a lot healthier. But in reality, I was showing up to that bar class for for just the pure enjoyment of it. 
And I can't even remember when that started, but I know for a fact that when I first moved to New York, I was supposed to break up. I wanted to do the whole revenge body thing, wanted to look snatched, blah, 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 get everyone's attention, wanted to like take my clothes off in front of a guy and have him say, holy shit, that's what I was doing it for. Um, I'm not right now, and I've never seen more results. Never seen more results. And it all happened so gradually. I swear to you, slow and steady wins the race. I was working out twice a week for a few months. Then I started working out three times a week for a few months. And now I'm on month five or six, and I'm starting some weeks to work out four times a week. No need if you're starting your fitness journey right now to work out four times a week. If you're doing nothing, try going once a week, all month. Go four times this month, four times next month. It's almost November. Then try to go eight times in December, etc. I'm just really proud that I, I just showed up to bar class almost on autopilot, just kind of to do it. And I took the bus instead of biking because it's frigid outside at the moment, which means I don't know how I'm going to be a hoe for Halloween, truly. I don't know. Because even on the day that I didn't wear a jacket, that day being Thursday, I was still wearing long sleeves. It was a short dress, but it was long sleeves and it was a sweater dress. I wanted to be in leather. I wanted to be in a mini skirt and a corset and I just don't know how that's gonna happen. Much to think about. Uh, so I took the bus today and I've been reading Valley of the Dolls. If you are a reader and you like stories about Hollywood starlets and the drama of New York and California, movies and Broadway and TV stars, read Valley of the Dolls. It was an it book in the 60s and I'm loving it. It's a fatty. It's a fatty, she's a thick one. It's about 450 pages or so, but I'm powering through. Whew, loving it, absolutely loving it. So those are my little updates. I'm feeling good, feeling socialized, feeling level-headed, not feeling nauseous anymore, horrified at what bread can do to me. What am I supposed to do in the apocalypse? If I have nothing but bread to eat for fuel and and I start getting migraines and my stomach starts rolling in knots, that's gonna be infuriating, infuriating. That's all I thought about on my walk to the bus is if I can't eat bread to survive, if I can't have large quantities of bread, what am I gonna do? Let's hope that during the apocalypse that we're living off of rice, survivor mode, which by the way, I don't know when the next season of Survivor is, but I am looking forward to it. I have been getting, told my whole life by my intimate circle no no one that like listens to the podcast or watches my youtube has ever been lexi you should go on a game show but it's this ongoing thing when john and josh and i are watching the hustler or the circle john will just look at me and say lexi you should go on this and i'm starting to think maybe i should i always wanted to go on survivor survivor very intense but that's why i wanted to go on it because if i can do survivor oh my god big brother what a cakewalk the circle incredible cakewalk the hustler Girl, that's an afternoon, but I'm tempted. The only thing about it is you have to think about how you would be portrayed. A game show like The Hustler, where it takes place over the course of maybe an hour, maybe two hours, how bad could your reputation be? But if you're on an entire season of a game show and you're portrayed either as the mean one, the dumb one, I'm trying to think of quintessential tropes for game shows, but you're not portrayed well, that would be the downfall of being on a game show. But something I think about every once in a while. Okay, time to get into your questions. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween weekend. 
But first, a word from today's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? When I was a little bit younger, insecurity was. Uh, Family issues were. And there is no shame in admitting this. A lot of us, including myself, believe that everyone should have a therapist. You don't need to be sick enough to have one. Anyone should have one. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not self-help or a crisis line. It's professional therapy done online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in your areas. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you'll never have to sit in a waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy, and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily at betterhelp.com reviews and visit betterhelp.com slash at Lexi. That's better H-E-L-P to join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, there are so many people that have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And the special offer for the at Lexi listeners is to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash A-T-L-E-X-I-E. First question is from Jarrett May, and I've been thinking about this a lot, so I'm very excited to answer this. They asked, how would you stay motivated to work on things that are hard for you when you feel like it's going badly? It is great and a total luxury when you get to do things that you're in the mood to do, but it is an essential skill that will propel you so much farther than anyone else if you learn to be able to do something that you're not in the mood to do. When you've created self-discipline and will commit yourself to something to get through the horrible middle that is the middle of anything worth doing, the excitement of the initial start has worn off but you're not receiving the accolades that you will once accomplishment has been reached, that part's undesirable for everyone. No one likes the middle of a project. It's when everything is the messiest. You can apply that to anything. Like when you're going through your closet, my room looked fine when I started and it looked incredible once it was finished, but there was a point where the apartment looked absolutely trashed. You could say the same thing when you're doing makeup. The middle, if I just stopped halfway and I didn't blend in everything, I didn't add mascara, it would look like shit. Same thing when I'm getting my nails done. When things are hard for you, and you have no more motivation, you have to replace the motivation with discipline. It is something that will come with time, but make the mental note to start now. Underscore Bella Kalista asked a question that has been roaming my head for a few weeks now. Where do you feel like you're at with your life right now? I can identify a lot of changes that have happened. I'm a lot more neurotic than I've ever been in my life. I was very much a go-with-the-flow, carefree, easygoing person for a majority of my life, up until the last two years, and it's uh, it's something that happened overnight. I was talking about this with my friend. I swear I went to sleep and woke up a type A person. I was type B forever, and now all of a sudden my apartment needs to be immaculately clean each night before I go to bed. I, if it's out of sorts for more than two days, I start to go insane. I have schedules that I like to stick to. I'm extremely punctual. I can't remember the last thing I was really late for. 
and it bothers me when people are late and I can't stand laziness. I don't know where this all came from. So I have all these massive changes that have happened recently. I'm out of breath talking about this. Whew, let's all take a breath. Okay, we're gonna do in through the nose, hold for three, exhale. Are we ready? Breathe in. God, that's so nice. Love it. Um, with that being said, all of these major changes, it makes me feel a lot more grown up and much more adult which it's fun to grow up. However, I'm not very chill and I'm much more easily stressed. We can say a lot of it may be contributed to the recent death of my mother. That's enough to spin someone out of control, but it spun me the opposite direction. I was preparing for the worst. Once I heard about my mom, I envisioned myself becoming a drug addict, becoming a drunk, becoming completely overweight to obese. I pictured myself losing my money. I pictured myself losing everything. And with that image in my head, it spun me the opposite direction. It spun me into control. I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. I'm the most punctual I've ever been. I'm the cleanest and most organized I've ever been. And these are all utter surprises to me. And with these changes, where do I feel like I'm at in my life? I feel like I'm a boring ass adult with no spontaneity in my life. I am in so much more control than I've ever been before, but now I need to find balance to add fun and excitement back in. I'm hoping tonight will teach that to me. I'm with one of my friends who really knows how to let loose and that's why we got along so well, but I just don't know if I'm capable of letting loose right now. Not to say I never will again. This is definitely a trauma response of some sort, if I had to guess. So where do I feel like I'm at? I feel like I checked a ton of boxes. And in a lot of ways, this is the best I've ever been on paper. But I need to find a direction to take myself. I want to find a new goal. I want to find something to reach for, something to live for. Because I've been living for myself and it's great, but now it's got me to a, uh, I'm being a little dramatic. I say this a lot when I start really putting a microscope to something. It's not actually getting in the way of my life, but I've almost put myself into a state of isolation where I'm so particular about my needs and desires that I'm having difficulty fully connecting or being incredibly vulnerable as opposed to just being this loose tie of a person I'm tied up in a knot and it seems like it's a puzzle to really get me to open up right now. This all seems ironic because here I am on a podcast opening up to you, but there's things that are closed off even to me. I don't even think I personally have access to them. So I'm in a strange point in my life that's mostly good, but a few question marks that I want to uh, explore. <laughs> okay interesting can't believe you're on instagram right now but underscore you are not it's an experience while being on shrooms parentheses on them right now by the way i can't even look at my phone my phone is perpetually called a robot when i'm on psychedelics um i first did shrooms when i was in high school in my my bedroom with my friend and my boyfriend to watch over us uh as a i don't know shroom sitter i suppose babysitting us and I thought everything was amazing. My biggest takeaways from my first trip ever were love and listen. And I 
was in I don't know what class learning about the war on drugs and was so confused because I had this chalkboard on my wall and I made so many notes during the trip and for something to be illegal that I came out of as love and listen I, I was shocked that that was a schedule one drug and that is when I became a cute little anarchist 16 year old um now I feel as if um proceed at your own risk drugs or something that should be the spice of life not the meal they should not be a part of the daily weekly or monthly routine um however i'd be lying if i said i hated them because i've been so fortunate to have nothing but positive experiences now i can say from my own inner circle i would say 50 percent of my friends either have had a horrible experience or just don't like them so it's really individual but my experience on shrooms has always been great always emotional, always introspective, uh, and I like treating it uh, with a lot of dignity and respect. I personally do not like doing psychedelics just to go to a party or to watch fun videos on YouTube that are trippy. I will say there was one time where my friends and I, I had both of them on either side of me and we're just chilling in my bed, zoned in on the Are You High Instagram account looking at those videos and that took up probably 35 45 minutes maybe longer maybe like an hour and 35 hour and 45 minutes but for the most part i like to treat it as a spiritual experience once again this is not a recommendation it's purely an answer to what is my experience while being on shrooms is hydrated asked what is something you'd like to learn how to do love the pod by the way i would love to know if anyone else got the asl 35 or maybe it's 50 signs to learn video on their YouTube recommended because I got it and John got it and That's always been a thing that's been in the back of my mind I have no actual reason to learn American Sign Language But I've always been curious and I watched the video and I learned Hello and see you later and father and mother and no and yes and I've been actually quite enjoying it so I'd like to incorporate watching one video a week and getting a little bit more familiar with American Sign Language. Esther Akatorabe asked, how to stop being stressed about the future? I've never understood this. The future has always looked bright in my head and that's a product of privilege, but also natural born optimism. When I imagine the future, it's always exciting. It's always better than now. Now is great. Now is the best it could be, but I'm imagining good things that are coming. And if you're constantly stressed about the future, first of all, focus on the now. And I don't mean this in the like, just be present. I mean, actually examine what's around you. Is there anything that you could change in this current moment to make things a little better on yourself? And those could be superficial, simple things like, is your space messy? Maybe clean it and you'll feel a tad better. Have you drinking water? You know, all the basic things like, do you need to eat? Something along the lines of that. Have you talked to your family in a minute? Have you talked to your friends? And if all those things are good and you're just stressing because you know hard things are coming, girl, you can do it. We all can do it. But get daydreamy. Start imagining what this life could offer you. Get a piece of paper, get a pen, write your wildest dreams on there. Just get in touch with your imagination and get yourself excited for what's ahead. This is a fun little question. Love to talk about a little food moment. The Pisces world asked favorite groceries at the moment. Oh, I feel like I'd actually answered this question in the last episode because I remember talking about the Trader Joe's creamer. It's coconut and almond and tastes like dessert. 
I have a coffee right next to me with creamer in it and it's so good. I also love getting ricotta right now. Here's the basis for a great ricotta dip. You got ricotta, olive oil, salt, pepper, honey. That's it, okay? And then since I've been doing that, I've been getting a little fancier with it. I've been adding lemon. I had some fresh mint from a previous recipe, added that in there, that was delicious. And then I'll take pita bread and toast it and dip it in. I also make this great squash with ricotta and pistachios. It's a really great side dish. I've been making this great jalapeno cilantro broccoli salad with onion and garlic and uh, it's so good. What's something good? I've been getting ice cream again. I like all ice cream, I'm not super picky, but when I'm at the grocery store, oftentimes I will uh, lean towards Ben and & Jerry's and I currently have fish food in the freezer. Ben & Jerry's fish food, not for anyone listening that doesn't know Ben & Jerry's flavors. It's like fish food, did you get a fish? Julia Gallagher 42, 100% have answered something from her before. Said shoes off or on in your household? Shoes off, okay? We got a shoe rack outside the door, put your shoes there. The only exception is for people that are wearing Converse. I understand we don't have a bench. You can come inside, you can take them off. I do have shoes inside. We're not super particular about it, but the shoe rack outside the door really does um, hint at what we prefer. Uh, this one's anonymous. She says, my BFF is a hairstylist and messed up my hair the first time and wants to dye it again. Help, how do I decline gently? In situations like this, I think you gotta be loud. Like, let's say my friend was a hairstylist and did my hair. I'd be like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Nope. Um, didn't love it the first time. I don't think it's good that you do it again. You know what I mean? Like, I would almost just make it more than obvious. They're like, no, I want to dye it. I'm like, nope, nope. I think our friendship is better off when you don't touch my hair. Love you. Love you. I just don't think our hairstyle preferences align. No, big no, big no. Let's go to dinner instead. You know, that's how I would treat it. It was one of my friends. Sarah.csv asks, what's keeping you alive right now? And I swear, I never thought in my life, I literally look forward to <laughs> two shallow things. One, getting a really good workout in and getting really strong. I love, I love when I can see if I've gotten better and B, wearing a cute outfit. Guys, I'm not living for anything deep right now. I really, I don't think I'm capable of it. This is part of the, some of the uh, the question marks that I'm saying that need to be untied and examined and explored. The fact that I'm responding saying that fitness and outfits are keeping me alive right now shows that I need to do some digger deeping. Wait, deeper, deeper digging. <laughs> Cut. Hang on. In an honest way, that's my answer right now and I don't think it's actually true, but... There is an element of truth to it if that's the first thing that my brain thinks of. Not a satisfying answer, but that's where I'm at right now. Okay, I don't know how to answer this. I don't have an answer for you. Emma, Kika, this is so cute. How are you not verified on IG? I don't know. I don't, I'm just a podcast host and a YouTube vlogger. But maybe once I publish my first book, they'll give me a check. Kate Merrill OA asked for my staple wardrobe piece. A long leather jacket blazer style. You need a good pair of jeans and honestly some black leather loafers. Such a great staple outfit, especially for the fall. If you can just wear some cute Levi jeans, maybe like a light or medium wash, white tee, 
the long leather blazer and some black leather loafers. You'll look so chic. A gold necklace. Get the Lexi necklace on Ana Luisa. Easy staple outfit. Kate Miller 08 also asked for my dream concert lineup. Casey Musgraves, SZA, Frank Ocean, Dominic Fike. Mm. If I'm going off of, see, once I said Dominic Fike, that's just because I saw him at Gutball and I really enjoyed his performance. I like his rock songs a lot. I didn't even know them. I listened to some of his songs. I knew like Vampire and The Three Nights at the Hotel, dun, 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 whatever that song is. He has rock songs and he's really good. I also loved seeing Billie Eilish and Post Malone live. They were great. But if I have to stick to my OGs, it's Casey Musgraves, SZA, and Frank Ocean. People always want to know what Mazzy's breed is. She's a Devon Rex. There are so many of you asking this, so it's not even worth saying a username. D-E-V-O-N space R-E-X. Oh, I'm excited to answer this question. Mila Jane asks, go to a healthy meal, ideas, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is great because I've been wanting a way to segue this video speech talk I watched from Michael Pollan called How Cooking Can Change Your Life. He wrote How to Change Your Mind. It's a book on psychedelics and their positive impact on depression and other mental illnesses. He's very interesting. I find him to be so interesting. And he did this talk on how cooking can change your life because he had written a book about it. Okay, I looked it up. It says, renowned activist and author Michael Pollan argues that cooking is one of the simplest and most important steps that people can take to improve their family's health, build communities, fix our broken food system, and break growing dependence on corporations. So I had watched this talk and basically the fear was that cooking in 50 years is gonna be as charming and a novelty like knitting because we're so far removed from our food so few of us actually have gardens that we eat from. Maybe we go to the farmer's market, but I mean, I've got cheese, it's in my pantry. I have so many snacks. I had licorice last night. Basically, he did a little research trying to figure out what the healthiest American diet would be. Because obviously we know that the United States of America is not thriving in the health department. We have a group of us that are, but we have a group of us that aren't. Health disease, obesity, a lot of health risks. Anyway, his solution was essentially that cooking is the healthiest American diet. And I wanted to say that because you asked for go-to healthy meal ideas. And I think cooking is the answer. I live in New York City. Okay, there's incredible restaurants. Of course, I'm not cooking all the time. I love to go to restaurants. I love the experience of eating food that's cooked by other people. It's also nice and relaxing to eat food that's cooked by other people. But once you learn mise en place, aka prep your food before you cook it. It changes the cooking game. I swear to God, mise en place, mise en place. That is all you need to know to learn to like cooking. It's where when you're starting a stew, you have the carrots chopped up, the celery chopped up, you have all of the herbs that you need right by you. Everything is ready to go next to you so you can just put it all in the pan, put it all in the pot. Now my favorite breakfast, I love slicing up an apple. You can put this on oatmeal or yogurt whatever but I slice up an apple and I put it in the shape of a flower putting all of the slices around in a circle and then I top it with peanut butter or recently cashew butter and then I add seeds on it I love seeds so I will do some hemp seeds some flax seeds and some chia seeds maybe some sunflower seeds and then I dip the apple slices in the oatmeal or the yogurt and I think that's so good Lunch, I love a soup. 
I want to try making this coconut lentil soup or a chickpea stew or a black bean soup or chicken tortilla soup. <laughs> I figured it was obvious that it meant soup. I also love a sweet green salad. Sorry, that's not cooking and defeating my point, but whatever. I think soup and salad are really great for lunch. And then for dinner, I love making the squash and ricotta dish that I was talking about or the broccoli salad. And then I put grilled salmon on top. Basically, I'll just get a large thing of salmon. I will make a marinade for it and bake it all. And then throughout the week, I just heat up some of the salmon with my meal. But it's all done where I'm not cooking salmon every single night. So those are some of my faves. Also, great appetizer is whipped ricotta dip. I think it's so good. But try cooking and mise en place. Oof, Paula J. Levy asks, what are some songs you would put on a party playlist? Don't mind if I do. Let's go to Lexi Lombard's Spotify account. I have not been listening to party songs simply because I have not been partying. Uh, I think Boys and Bands by Sophie Cates is fun. I have been listening to a lot of these like early 2000s, 90 hits like Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra. You definitely know that one or How Bizarre, Steal My Sunshine, No Rain by Blind Melon, Fly Away Lenny Kravitz, Everywhere Michelle Branch. Okay, these are not party songs. I'm such a loser. What? I have no clue. Uh, I don't know, like a whole lot of money? I have no clue. Okay, I was feeling real confident at the beginning and I'm feeling real insecure now, but just because those aren't party songs doesn't mean that you shouldn't Listen to those songs and love them. Paula J. Levy also asked, what were some of your best Halloween costumes as a kid? I was an elephant one time, I was Dumbo, and I was small, you know, I was small. I was maybe three or four years old, and it was a big stuffed costume, not a blow up one, just stuffed, and it was very sunny that Halloween, and I was sweating, and I was a huge elephant, and I think that's so freaking cute, thinking of a little four year old sweating her brains out, as a big fat elephant. I love it. Like I just want to squish that girl. I love that that's me. Um, my first Halloween costume ever was a classic. I was a pumpkin. A big round pumpkin. Loved it. Hannah Gonzalez asked how to stay away from seasonal depression. Winter is coming girl. I know. So last winter I actually recorded a seasonal depression survival guide. And I got wrapped up in other projects and never edited or even looked at that video, let alone uploaded it. So I think I should give that a little rewatch. And though I don't look the same, my hair is a different color. I might still post it if it's good. Tabata.sty, how to find your style with no money. I would say there's two routes that you can go when it comes to finding style without money. It's just to be a full expressionist and really... Don't shy away from the colors and the prints and the textures and the accessories. You can really go all out and have fun outfits for not very much money at the thrift store. Or you could save up your money and invest in quality over quantity and get yourself a really nice pair of jeans, probably some black leather shoes. Basically the closet is staples that I mentioned earlier. White t-shirt I wouldn't really invest in because it's gonna get stained. You could totally get that at the thrift store or get one cheap somewhere. And a nice piece of outerwear. And jeans and a leather jacket and the leather shoes you can basically wear all the time. I mean, if you can just get a few good staples like that, you can have style without money. 
Get yourself a couple pieces of jewelry, maybe a ring, a bracelet, and a necklace, or pair of earrings and you can definitely find these secondhand you don't need to i'm saying invest in a nice pair of jeans but my jean drawer i think only two pairs of jeans do i have that are not from the thrift store so i've definitely found well-fitting pairs of jeans at the thrift store i also found both of my leather jackets secondhand so i'm saying this as an option that you can take that's not the option i took and basically when i thrift things i see what i wear a lot and when one of the items that I thrifted, if it doesn't seem to be holding up well, I will start looking for a higher quality version because I know it's going to be well worth the money because I wear the cheaper one so frequently. Trust me, money doesn't buy you style, so you can find style and be stylish without money. Because think of all the rich people you know that are just ugh, wearing some awful things. And on that note... Happy Halloween, everyone. I love you so much. If you enjoy this podcast, give it a review or five stars on the podcast app, and I will see you all in my next episode next week. If you want to participate, my username on Instagram is at Lexi. I ask questions to be featured in the pod every single week. I'm also a vlogger on YouTube, so feel free to watch my vlogs in the meantime. See you soon. Take care. Love you. XOXO, Lexi. This is Kale Lowry. And this is V Rivera. We're the hosts of Baby, Baby Mama's, Mama's No, no Drama. Drama. Every Tuesday, we talk about parenting, co-parenting, lifestyle, and sex. Pop culture, current events, and pretty much all the things you want in one podcast. So download and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Listen to us every Tuesday and join us with all the tea. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay? Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that... Oh, so I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Did you know 77% of women who wear bladder weakness products experience intimate skin irritation? As if having incontinence wasn't stressful enough. But Tenna Intimate Pads have been gynecologist tested and do not cause skin irritation. Gentle on my intimate skin. I need to try Tenna Intimate Pads. Visit TennaSample.com for your free sample. Kind to skin protects like Tenna.